Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fit is Buck podcast. I'm your host, Greg Buck, rolling solo today. So today, guys, what I wanted to kind of just wrap about for a little bit is our programming focus for the month of March. So by the time this comes out, we'll be a couple days into March, but that's okay. Um, Things we saw this last month were focusing on our pull-ups, our handstand skills, and our muscle-up progressions. Um, we saw death row, Isabel, three rep max clean and jerk and snatch as well. Um, you can expect to see those going forward, um, later this year. I think we're going to do most of those three more times this year. So to be some good benchmarks and some good weights to track, um, over the year to just make sure our progress is going in the direction we want it to go. Um, other benchmark workouts we saw this week, or sorry, this month, we saw straight 100, we saw ripcord, and we saw uppercut. Um, you know, some of those are some higher level movements. Um, when you look at, um, uppercut starting with the 20 muscle ups at the very beginning, obviously that's a difficult movement for many of us. Um, many of us don't have that movement, but it's a great movement to be a goal movement. Um, you know, get with a coach, start working your muscle up progressions. The only way you're going to get a muscle up is by working progressions outside of class. Um, you know, again, the muscle up, the handstand push up. I feel like we harp on this a lot. They are cool movements. They are great movements in terms of expression of power, fitness, accuracy. Um, but again, if it's something you really, really want to attain, that is something you need to be working on outside of class, you know, doing your muscle up progressions or your muscle up practice once every three, six weeks when it comes up in class is really not going to be enough. Um, February, we also saw a mini five, three, one with our back squats, strict press and deadlifts. Um, again, just trying to get some volume in for our pressing, our pulling, uh, for the upper and the lower body, building that strength um, is going to set us up nicely. I think after this training block, we will be going into more of a bodybuilding, power building style training block um, prior to summer. Get everybody nice and beach body ready. But before we get there, we got to talk about what we'll be doing in March. So March is going to be a pretty cool training block. We are looking to evolve our focus to barbell and odd object cycling. So what exactly does that mean? We're looking to start doing bigger sets of movements without breaking um, with the barbell. So think your hang power cleans for lots of repetitions, hang snatches for lots of repetitions, touch and go deadlifts, things like that. And then odd object cycling, you're looking at things like your kettlebells, your dumbbells. We're going to get a lot of work with those. Um, the kettlebell and the dumbbell, um, a lot of times when it comes to CrossFit specifically, programming tends to be very barbell heavy. Um, not in terms of heavy barbells, but barbell heavy in terms of the volume or the amount of times we see the barbell. Um, about two or three years ago in the open, we did see the dumbbell for the first time. And really since then, we've never really gone back, which I think is a really, really good thing. Um, the dumbbell and the kettlebell offer us a variety of training stimuluses that you just cannot get from the barbell. Um, unilateral work is huge. When I say unilateral work, I mean one hand or one leg type work. Um, for example, your dumbbell snatch, your single arm overhead 
dumbbell or kettlebell lunge, your front rack single arm uh, lunge or squat, any of those movements where you really have to balance across the body, um, single arm farmer carry, those are all very, very important in one, helping our body find balance, but then two, developing our core strength. Um, with the barbell, we can kind of cheat it. If you've ever done a very heavy bench press and you get like halfway up and one arm is locked out and the other arm is kind of trailing behind, um, that's something we obviously want to avoid, but it's something we can kind of cheat our way into when we're working with a barbell, given we have both hands on the implement. Um, you know, the dumbbells and the kettlebells just require a little bit more sense of uh, movement, a sense of accuracy, and just really have to be dialed in on that where with the barbell we can kind of muscle our way through it, so to speak. Uh, with the kettlebell specifically, I'm looking forward to doing some of that. Um, I really personally enjoy kettlebell flows. Um, you know, think of it as some of the things we've done in the past where maybe you have like three kettlebell deadlifts, three kettlebell cleans, three kettlebell front squats into three kettlebell push presses, you know, all right in a row. Um, many of us need to kind of work on the flowing aspect of the kettlebell. So I think that will be interesting to see if we can kind of feel that out. Um, you know, a kettlebell is not like a barbell in terms of we should bring it to the floor, it gets set, we reset, you know, we want to have a stable core, a stable hip, but the kettlebell should almost feel like a swing in every single repetition. Um, you know, we do tons of Russian and American kettlebell swings, but bringing the hips into a flowing movement like the kettlebell snatch, like the kettlebell clean, where it should feel more like, again, flowy, um, it's going to be cool to see. Hopefully, many of us can kind of attain that skill through this training cycle. Um, benchmark tests we're going to see in March are going to involve, again, cycling of reps. We're going to see Cali Bear again, everyone's favorite. Um, I think we've done that twice already this year. Um, <clears throat> if you've done Cali Bear a couple times already and you've completed the all of the clean and jerks, look to bump the weight up. Um, even if you're at RX or RX plus weight, if you have completed it, either try to maybe complete it uh, more cleanly. So make sure you're hitting all 30 reps. You don't have to repeat any repetitions. Or if you split jerk some of the uh, movements last time, maybe we try to do push jerk the entire time. If you had to squat clean some, maybe you try to power clean some the entire time. Or on the opposite side, if you want to try to maybe make it a little more challenging, squat clean every rep and then jerk it. Um, you know, that'll get you a lot of leg fatigue and that'll make that workout very, very challenging. Um, don't be afraid to make some of these workouts your own in class or ask your coach, hey, this is what I did last time. What should I do this time? That's kind of what we're here for. That's what we have Wattify for to track all of this progress so that going forward, you can make sure you're making the right calls for what's best for you and your fitness. Um, another workout we're going to see is going to be Gwen. Um, that is kind of an interesting workout that I don't think many of us have done before. So the concept of Gwen is you get to pick your load, a moderate to heavy load, and then you're going to cycle that for repetitions. They're big, big sets. Um, it's a difficult workout. And it's going to be one of those ones where when you go too heavy, you do not want to fail because it's a lot of repetitions in the tank. And then if you fail, it's kind of like you're starting from square one, but you're also super, super fatigued at this point. So 
Picking loads on Gwen is going to be a very, very important thing, which obviously we'll talk about the day of when we do it. Um, but again, it's a fun one. Uh, if you have, if you're not familiar with the girl workouts, uh, if you just search CrossFit hero girl workouts, you'll be able to find, um, all of them. Gwen will be on there. That'll give you a little bit better breakdown of what Gwen actually is. And then you can kind of see some of the other benchmark workouts, um, little CrossFit trivia for you. If you don't know why they're named after girls, um, Greg Glassman, coach Glassman, who founded CrossFit once said that with the girl workouts specifically, um, when you're done with them, nothing could make you feel that bad except for a girl. So that's kind of funny. Um, we're also going to see DT, um, kind of, in my opinion, the most classic CrossFit barbell benchmark type workout, um, 12, nine, six deadlifts, hang power, cleans, push jerks. Um, you know, we should have tons of data on that. Um, I love programming that workout a lot. So many of us have done it many, many times. Um, as always with that, you should be looking to bump up the load if you've done it a few times and you've completed it in a relatively quick or under the time cap fashion. If you've been time capped in the past, look to scale the weight down from what you did last time and really kind of dial in the time domain we're looking for. When it comes to DT, um, a fast time for DT is about eight minutes. Uh, a moderate time or kind of really where you should be is going to be about that 10 minute mark and then up to about 12 minutes. Um, if you're going anywhere really above 12 minutes, you're kind of missing the stimulus at that point. So you should be going a little bit lighter. I think generally do time cap it at 15 minutes, but again, you should really be at 12 or less. Um, <clears throat> like we said, we're doing cycling. Uh, let's see what else we got here in my notes. Yeah, so again, all we really have to finish it up, we're going to be doing some complexes with the dumbbells and the kettlebells. Focusing on cycling those, kind of just some movements to sure up any weaknesses we may have in the overhead and the front rack, through the core, through the hips. Um, some movements you really can't do with the barbell. Um, more accessory style movement that are, in my opinion, very, very important that many of us kind of overlook and go through the motions on. Um, something I would challenge you guys for for March is even when we're doing stuff like dumbbell and kettlebell work, you're putting the same emphasis into that implement as you do into a heavy barbell. Yes, we understand that those those implements are lighter and they're sometimes more... Um, more user-friendly, so to speak, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't give it the same respect as uh, the heavy barbell. Um, I think contrary to popular belief, you know, a lot of us have had issues in the past when it comes to pulling heavy deadlifts with the low back, but in my opinion, I would say the dumbbell snatch when not executed properly or efficiently is just as detrimental to the low back, if not more detrimental, um, again, if you're not executing it properly or safely. So just be aware of those things, guys, and you know, move with a purpose, even if you think it's kind of an accessory movement or not, this isn't the super most important movement I'm doing today. You know, when are we going to do heavy cleans or when are we going to do heavy deadlifts? Um, you know, put, put that effort in every single day in every single movement. Um, last but not least, we're going to do something that is what I would call a grind and one of 
if not the most difficult thing when it comes to fitness and lifting, we're going to look to establish a 20 rep max back squat over the course of March. Um, if you've never done a 20 rep max back squat, it is very difficult. Um, we're going to give you kind of a cadence to keep as you're doing it. Um, but that is um, not always easy to keep, so to speak. <clears throat> so that will be an experience for everyone who has not done it before. If you have done it before, you definitely have something to look forward to. Um, that's really all we have for March, guys. Thanks for listening. We got a short and sweet one today. Um, if you have any questions, as always, reach out to us directly, either myself or Colin. Um, you can follow me at BuckBuiltCoach. You can follow Colin at CBESH6. And then you can follow the gym at CrossFit Ariac on all things social. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk soon.